Hi, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Brian Abenschein, who is with the University of Illinois, and he is doing some research on communication within close relationships, and this regards stroke patients. I had the opportunity to meet with him recently and do this study, and it is really interesting, and so is he, so I can't wait for you all to get introduced to him. Hey, Brian. Hi. You went to St. Louis University, and then now you are at the University of Illinois, Urbana. You are doing this communication study regarding stroke survivors. Why stroke? Yeah, so this is part of my my dissertation study for my doctorate. And um, for the last few years, I've been studying, having the opportunity to look at military families. And um, what's really interesting in, in my line of research is looking at relationships as they encounter times of change. And so in military families, that's often, you know, when uh, an individual is deployed that's a change. When they come home, that's a change. And so we've been looking at how families adapt to those types of changes. Well, in thinking beyond that, thinking, you know, that's sort of a planned change. Oftentimes individuals know, you know, they're headed for deployment or they they know when they're coming home. And so families can sometimes prepare for that a little bit. And, you know, the military has a really great support system in place for a lot of those individuals. But stroke is something different. You know, it's something that, you know, um, one of the questions I ask in my interview is about, can we plan for this? Can we get ready for something like this? And, you know, it's really difficult because it's, uh, it's something that can change us, can change our relationships, and is something that we don't plan for. So the first thing is that it's a different type of relationship change, unlike marriage or even divorce or something where we have some... Um, a plan, you know, stroke is, is totally different. The second thing is that it's very pervasive and, you know, it's important to, uh, my whole, you know, uh, career has been about wanting to make sure that I can do things that help other people. And stroke is as pervasive as it is, I think something that needs a little bit more um, attention in terms of relationships. One of the things that I have seen from many survivors is that the relationship can dissolve very quickly. I mean, the spouse or partner is gone within a day, within a week. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's a year or two. Why that happened or what you can do to strengthen it or... So my big lofty goals are that for years now, you know, we've been very focused on, and I think I mentioned to this to you the other day, the sort of pathology of stroke and, you know, seeing it as, and it is, you know, a medical condition and we have treatment for it and we have rehab and we have these sorts of things that are really important, but the relationships are something that, you know, uh, that I study that I feel are very, very important as well. And as, as my lofty goal moving forward, I think that there are physicians, nurses, administrators, and scholars in a lot of different departments and, and areas of research that could be excited about how the relational element actually fits in to sort of a program of care for people. How do we treat 
the, you know, the couple or the family versus just the individual, that one brain injury? How can we sort of treat everyone? So that's a, that's a pretty lofty goal to get everyone on a team that's excited about researching those things. With stroke, as you know, and the relationship changes because the wife has the stroke, the husband has to figure out how to take care of the kids, how to keep working, and how to take care of her. Same thing if, if it's the, the male that has the stroke. And so how do you deal with that? And that's why I'm excited to study this. There's all sorts of other things that this can go into. And it sounds like you're trying to get a whole picture of how we are, how we work. You are finding, I'm sure, all sorts of differences in each one of us. I think that's what makes this totally unique. What fun things have you learned about stroke? So interestingly, what sort of put this on my radar, before I started my program here at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, I, as you mentioned, I was at St. Louis University, and my partner was working at the Rehab Institute of St. Louis, so over there on the, on the WashU Med Campus. And she was working with, uh, on a research project with, you know, stroke patients. And so that was the sort of small little grain of sand that then would eventually sort of grow into, you know, where I am now. And, you know, we started, you know, reading books together about it, um, you know, trying to learn a little bit more about it. Um, it's, It's so pervasive that I imagine even your listeners that maybe haven't had a stroke know someone who's had a stroke or, you know, are aware of, you know, individuals in their life that have been impacted by this. So I've tried to learn about it as much as I could. Um, Also, you know, this is the sort of second study that I've done. The first one that I did was I looked at um, the support forums online, how people talk to each other about stroke so that I could, so that I came in able to actually, when I did these interviews, talk with people in a way that wasn't just totally naive or um, sort of outside. In your first part of your study, what did you find? One of the things that, that came out of that, I gathered just, a, you know, a bunch of posts from, you know, uh, stroke survivors and caregivers and tried to see sort of what are people talking about, you know, um, And things that came up from that were, you know, um, uncertainty about the future, were um, thinking about a term that I hadn't actually heard until starting these studies, and that's the term, a new normal. I think it's something that stroke survivors and caregivers actually use a lot, you know. Um, It's not as though we have to get back to something, it's that we have to sort of understand what is the new normal. That was one of the other things. And then the impact on the partner was something that I was, I was a little surprised about, you know, causing, you know, depression and anxiety in a, in a partner, someone who hadn't, you know, suffered the stroke, someone who was, you know, caregiving, even if it was a minor stroke, there was such a, a, an impact for a lot of people. So, you know, that, that showed me two, you know, two things. First, that this is a line of, of questioning worth pursuing. And then two, that this is a pretty important issue for a lot of people. And there might not be um, a lot of research done on how relationships fare after a stroke. 
you are still doing this study on communication. That's Is right. That, okay. And, but it takes both partners. Just one partner cannot um, um, do it without the well, other one. Well, um, you know, I've had a couple of, I've, I've, I've had a couple of people do it just themselves. Um, okay. You know, I'm both a, both a caregiver and a stroke survivor. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out that a partner can be involved. My ideal is to get both, you know, perspectives because you'd be surprised. They're different. I wanted to interview the couples. And so I thought actually, hey, why don't I bring the couple in and I'll talk to them. But I thought, you know, if I separate them or I have individual interviews, the person might be more at liberty to say things that maybe they haven't said to their partner. And let me tell you, one of the other things, just to harken back to the other story that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things that come up that partners just don't talk about, you know, and some of the posts I was seeing in those forums were, you know, I'm really afraid about this thing and I haven't talked with my partner about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm still doing this study. Uh, couples are ideal. But, you know, having the individual involved, getting at least one perspective is still important. You are still taking participants. If they are interested, do they email you? So I have an email address that, that I'm happy to share. And then I also have a website with a bunch of information about the study and, you know, about me and things like that. So I'm happy to share both of those. Okay. Well, um, I have your email right here. Okay. And it's uh, A is an apple, B is in boy, E is in Edward, N is in Nancy, D is in dog, S is in Sam, C as in cat, and the number two at illinois.edu. People can email you if they would like, if they want to visit the website communication and stroke all together dot weebly dot com and weebly is w e is an elephant e is an elephant b is in boy l is in lion and y is in yes so communication and stroke dot weebly dot com um, are ways that you can find out about this you can email or you can visit the website Contact Brian. I mean, this was really cool talking with him. So I encourage people to do this, to, um, you know, get involved. Studies normally are a really good thing because it helps people understand what's going on and it, it helps future people with the same problem or it helps those physicians, nurses, rehab specialists understand more I, I want you to do this because I want Brian to succeed. We need people talking about this. I just want to echo what you said about research. You know, um, there's a lot of opportunities to get involved. And many studies are so incredibly thought out and vetted that, you know, being involved with them will contribute to, you know, knowledge that will help all of us. So I think, you know, getting involved in research is something that is, is very important. You don't have to be in Illinois. You don't have to be in Missouri. He can talk to you on the phone with the questions Brian asks. 
as with Joe and I, we had things to talk about after this. It's thought-provoking. It makes you kind of think about your communication. So I do encourage everyone to do this. Get a hold of Brian. Thank everybody for being here with Brian and myself. This is Cam, listening to the Hand in Hand show, part of Stroke Focus. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. The website address is https colon backslash backslash www.strokefocus.net. Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala which in Mandarin means, I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net.